This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. And this is our 235th episode of Talk Direction. And it has been a minute, has it not? (laughs) It has. It's been a few minutes. (laughs) I checked um, before we started recording and um, our last time we had a Skype call was like uh july 20th so it's been like a month and 10 days since i recorded and i know lucia recorded with steph recently or not recently uh but that was a couple weeks ago right that was still like probably like a month ago wow so we like literally have not done episodes in so long yeah it's been so long um for anyone who doesn't know why, um, I moved to Boston and have started medical school. So you can imagine moving to a new city <laughs> is um, a big ordeal and uh, took a lot. And then additionally, starting medical school has been a huge thing, um, which has made me both very busy Um and yeah we kind of knew that i was gonna need some time to like settle in before we could record again um and thank you all for giving me that time um i think i mean god knows i haven't gone on social media like on the talk direction so people could be like angry or something and i wouldn't know (laughs) (laughs) but but i haven't seen anything okay i haven't really been on social media much lately either because i've had a really insane work time but yeah 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 we've just we've both been kind of just going through it and um what they say about med school being hard is true Uh, (laughs) i was kind of hoping it wouldn't be um Mm. but nope it's like imagine getting a textbook for a class and instead of it being for the whole year it's for two weeks and then you have an exam on it that is what? kind of what it's like. Like wait, like ha- a whole textbook for two weeks of study? Literally, like <gasps> yeah, it's it's wild. Oh god! Like, and you just you don't even know the details that are so. It's like it's so specific about little things that will never be useful in my life. Mm. Like never be useful. Like for the last exam, we had to know like forty different mechanisms um inside like our bodies but also like bacteria and um i don't know all these other things and like each mechanism has like 10 steps and every step has like three proteins involved so like there's so many little names and specific things that are just like i'm never gonna need this but you have to it's kind of just like a memorization game that's what it feels like it's like who can memorize the most um yeah i don't envy you <laughs> no i'm like why why this is like where you start questioning like did this was this the right thing to do i really don't know yeah 
Um, I'm sure it was. I'm sure you'll do great. We will see. I'm like, I'm just kind of like in it now. So it's like, you can't really, I mean, of course right. I could quit, but I'm not going to yeah. do that. Um, You're already there. So what's yeah, the point so, of questioning it? Right. It's like, you just kind of have to be like, all right, I've accepted that this is my life now and yeah. I'm going to have to adjust to it and like know that it will end, you know, like, yes, it's temporary. So. It's temporary, and then you'll be in many, many years of debt. <laughs> God, that literally, it's so scary how much debt I'm racking up, especially yeah. because I chose to go to a school in Boston over my state school, which was right. a pretty big financial decision. <laughs> um, but, like, I'm so glad I'm in Boston. I really am, because it's such a nice place to be, um, and I'm letting future Caitlin um, handle the debt and current Caitlin is just trying to get through med school <laughs> yes that's smart <laughs> um, yes so we know things have been happening in the 1d world and mm-hmm. I made this episode like a little bit ago and so it's not quite caught up to everything that's been happening but we're gonna save things like that newly uh, secretedly released 1D song um, that popped up randomly on YouTube um, yes. for next week, um, as well as some Liam news that was big that happened recently. Um, what else are we saving? <laughs> I feel like you mentioned something else. Um, oh, Liam news that was big. Liam did uh, his birthday performance oh, yesterday. Oh, yeah, that as well. He did a cover of a little 1D song that we had mm-hmm. never heard before, and that was very exciting. So make sure <laughs> you don't just give up on us based on this episode, <laughs> because all that is coming, it just isn't in this episode. Um, this is our, like, catch up, get back to get back to it episode. Right, exactly. I, I, like, was like, okay, how do I record again? It's, like, been a while. <laughs> what do I need to open? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's... That's what this episode will be. Um, But we did want to talk more about the One Direction 10-year anniversary because we did touch on it, but um, Mm -hmm. it was before it had actually happened, and now it has happened. So we wanted to um, talk about that a little bit more, even though we're a month late, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and just kind of, like, have a chatty show. Um, so yeah, that's what this will be. And if you want to hear more of us, you should go check out patreon.com slash talk direction. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash talk direction, which is a subscription website where you can financially support the show, but also get a ton of bonus content. Honestly, we have history, like a history of videos on there from like five six years ago going all the way back we've got tons of mini episodes of the podcast called talk direction down low where we sort of get a little bit more comfortable with the listeners and talk about (laughs) 1d things and our lives and uh we're a little bit more um relaxed over there um this week we're going to be talking about harry styles featuring megan the stallion um, and what was the last episode? I wasn't on that one. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah, so the last um, TDDL I actually did with Steph, one of our listeners. Um, she did the main episode with me and then also the TDDL. Um, for TDDL specifically, I basically like interviewed her about the Backstreet Boys. Oh. Because <laughs> um, Steph has been like uh, in the Backstreet Boys fandom for a while. 
Um, and as you would have heard if you had listened, she has a, a love-hate relationship with them. Mm. Um, but it was really fun to kind of ask, like, kind of random questions because I – I've never, I, I've never really been involved with the Backstreet Boys. There was, like, a lot I didn't know. Um, so we just kind of talked about, like, them and kind of the difference, the differences between them and Wendy and, like, the mm-hmm. fandoms and all that kind of stuff. It was very interesting. That is so interesting. Thank you also so much to Steph for jumping on the podcast while I've been gone. Um, she rocks. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. And I also wanted to mention that she has a pin company um and she makes uh pins as well as like stickers and uh Sokka bell is her handle i think it's the same on um etsy is it did mm-hmm. she promo it last time yes but not the etsy just the social media oh, okay well you should go check out her etsy too because she has a ton of um really cool um like 1D pins, Taylor Swift pins, anime pins, mm-hmm. um, and like stickers that go along with it. And leave her a really nice review if you do buy something. That's, oh, Designs by Sokka. So Designs by, and then S-A-K-A. Um, yeah, definitely go check her out because she's really awesome. Yes. Um, I also wanted to say, like, because I've started medical school, we're trying to figure out what the talk direction release schedule will be, i.e. like what dates will be, like what day of the week we'll be releasing, um, as well as how often we'll be releasing. I just currently, with what I'm dealing with with med school, it doesn't seem like we'll be able to put out four episodes a week. So we're, we just sort of started thinking about maybe doing two episodes a week, but still doing four TDDLs a month. Um, But we haven't nailed anything down yet. Um, So feel free to share your opinions. Um, but I just wanted to give you guys a heads up that that is probably going to be announced, like, officially next episode, potentially. Yes. Um, yeah. So, something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. All right. So, let's talk about the One Direction 10-year anniversary again. Um, and, yeah, we just wanted to talk about a bit of what happened on the actual anniversary Um, and then I have come up with a 10 things in 10 years list where I took important One Direction things that have happened over the 10 years One Direction has been a band and I thought we could kind of just talk about them. Um, so firstly I wanted to say that all of the boys tweeted about the anniversary, I believe, maybe except Zane. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So that was really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and their, their tweets really seemed quite heartfelt. Um, I have Harry's here. He said, I've been struggling to put into words how grateful I am for everything that's happened over the last 10 years. I've seen things and places that I'd only ever dreamt of when I was growing up. And for that, hold on, <laughs> I want to make sure it's the right one next. And for yes. that, <laughs> I will be forever thankful I just can't believe it's been 10 years. Thank you to our crew, our team, and everyone else who helped us along the way. To all the fans, I love you. And I thank you with all my heart. You did it all, and you changed everything. And finally, to the boys, I love you so much and couldn't be prouder of everything we achieved together. Here's to 10H. So sweet. I have um, Niles, if you want me to read it. Great. Go for it. 
Um, Niall said, when I met these four gents, there was no way I thought we would go on to do what we did. So many unbelievable memories we shared together. We felt the adoration of millions from around the planet on a daily basis, and it was mind-blowing. It's such a major, major part of our lives and always will be. Cheers to us today, boys, and thank you to all you beautiful people who have supported us over the last 10 years. And then he tagged all of them, including Zane. Oh, yeah. It seemed like all of the boys were trying to, like, include Zane in the pictures that were yeah. put out. Um, and that just, was really like, nice. in their sentiments. I've pulled up Liam's. <laughs> oh, Niall's not done yet. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> he continues. Um, it's the 150-person crew of carpenters, lighting, riggers, sound, stage manager, mill that flew the globe with us. It's our band, our security boys, tour managers, our managers, our label, Sarah cooking our food for us on the road. Today is a day to celebrate these guys also. Um, And then later he said, emotion-filled day today. The love from around the world 10 years on is amazing. Thank you for your loyal support, as always. Crazy what five normal guys can achieve. Proud. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, because it was a huge team of people. It wasn't just them. It was everyone who was sort of on this five-year journey. Yeah, I love that he included that. Um, So Liam said, what a journey. I had no idea what we were in for when I sent this text to my dad 10 years ago at this exact exact time the band was formed. Thanks to everyone that supported us over the years and thanks to the boys for sharing this with me. Hashtag 10 years of One Direction. And there's a screenshot of a text message to his dad that says, I'm in a boy band. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is really cute that is really cute um i have louise here too great um he says feeling pretty emotional today 10 years spent the morning watching old interviews and performances just wanted to send a massive thank you to all of my bandmates what we did together was incredible i really feel like this one so the all was capitalized yeah i really feel like this was like direct at zane yeah it totally like, just seems wanted to like send it. a massive thank you to all of my bandmates yeah <laughs> which really made me emotional yeah it was they really all have sweet. such high likes like this louis tweet has 1.5 million yeah they all likes. do yeah oh he said more too he said too many incredible memories to mention but not a day goes by that i don't think about how amazing it was and then he tagged all four of them. So proud of you oh. all individually. <laughs> wow. And then he I'm... said, um, and to the fans, the people who gave us all these amazing opportunities, you are incredible. Your unmatched level of loyalty is something that makes me really proud. Miss it every day. Yeah, it but... is super strange to think that, like, the that it's been ten years and the boys were really only together for five yeah like it's just it is almost like a thing of the past not that one direction won't ever reunite or whatever but like Mm -hmm. for for them it is such like it was such a short moment in time of their life like five Mm -hmm. years is not very long Mm -hmm. um it's like like, just it's like just a year longer than high school right exactly it's just like a blink of an eye that it happened and then it's like over and i'm sure everything is so like warbled around in their head about everything Mm -hmm. that was happening at such a fast pace you know yeah um yeah and to think like they like went on hiatus five years ago and zane left the band and all this stuff happened it just must be super weird to sort of look back and be like how has five years already passed since we broke up 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that kind of like was just something weird to process. Um, yeah. Especially like hearing the sentiments of the boys. I think it is kind of such a weird experience for them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such a whirlwind compared to like other types of rising to fame like just being being like on a on a show which like you're thrown into it really quickly and then additionally a boy band which is typically sort of a short-lived high intensity experience versus like other types of musicians that you can sort of go at your own pace it can last like decades Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very different in sort of the typical boy band type thing. It's like really intense and short versus sort of like a slow build or dragged out. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It must be, must be such a weird experience. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so I know we were all anticipating things to come out on the 10 year anniversary. Um, and I think no one really had their hopes that high because... Uh, there wasn't any huge announcements of what was coming. I think we were all a little bit skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um, and also because, like, what can they give us that fans don't have already unless they're releasing new footage or new unreleased songs, which just seemed like it probably wouldn't happen. Yeah. Um, but there was an online website that got put together um, and... Obviously, all the boys tweeted, which was nice, Um, but no new, big new releases. There were, like, some playlists that were put together um, uh, that had songs that were sort of, like, the bonus tracks, but, of course, like, everyone already had the bonus tracks. Who, like, is really, who really cares about, like, this 10-year anniversary? Right. (laughs) Um, Like, obviously, we already have those, so. And then we got, like, a 4K version of what makes you beautiful music video which was like really weird right like did you notice any difference in... no <laughs> no like unless you have like a 4k tv even then yeah. like i don't know yeah i'm i'm unclear about that i think people were really hoping for the infinity music video to be released which would i was great. really hoping for that yeah that was um a bummer mm-hmm. um i know lucia you had sort of a look at the website and we're looking at more of the things that came out and that were released by One Direction's team on the day of. Um, so I'm going to pass it over to you yes. to talk about it. So yeah, the way I feel about the anniversary is like I wasn't expecting anything and yet I was still let down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's also a weird thing where like the website isn't isn't nothing like it's actually quite complex it's like a lot of content so I feel bad saying like I'm disappointed because like obviously someone like spent time putting that together and it was definitely someone really tried to be thoughtful and like care about fans yeah and and it was definitely more with what they had right it was more than I would have expected um and like I mean I don't make websites so who knows maybe this like wasn't that challenging but it did seem like very complex you know um Mm -hmm. so what the website so (laughs) when I first went onto the website um the most exciting part for me was like you go through and you based on your interaction it'll make a playlist for you but it wouldn't sync my Spotify Mm. so I couldn't make the playlist which is kind of like 
the whole point. <laughs> that was annoying. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, like, let me make a video of going through the website because um, I thought that could be fun. So I, like, screen recorded my computer and, like, filmed myself. But it was so boring because it took me, like, an hour and I hadn't even finished. Um, and it just, like, wasn't that exciting because yeah. basically what the website is is a timeline. So um, you start at the first um, – era x factor 2010 up all night um and it basically just leads you through a timeline of one direction's career with like um highlights um and so it was fun to do and it's definitely like a walk down memory lane because there's pictures and like videos Mm -hmm. um and so that was cool um but it wasn't like super interactive so like Mostly you just look at things. Right. Um, you're not really interacting. I feel like it could have been better if it was a little bit more interactive. Um, like, even if they had, like, random quizzes mm-hmm. um, or something like that. Like, there was these little envelopes that you could open um, that had, like, audio clips and stuff. And I feel like they could have, like, a little quiz for you to, like, be able to open the envelope or something yeah. like that. Um, and then... As far as, like, content, um, there wasn't really new content. There was a couple of new things that were new, but most of it was kind of stuff we had already seen. And if there was stuff that was new, it was, like, it was like picture new pictures, but from a photo show, shoot we've already familiar right. with. Yeah. So it was, like, maybe a new shot, but, like, we've already seen, like, ten shots from that day or something. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> so I took a couple of um, screenshots on my phone of some stuff that I thought was, like, interesting um, on the website. So the first is that um, – so they did a couple of um, song lyrics. Like, they had the lyrics written out and then little notes about it. And it's very possible that this stuff is already, like, on Genius, and I just don't mm-hmm. remember because it's been a while since I've looked. But some of it I feel like I hadn't heard before. Um, and I feel like – we're at the point now because it's been so long where I can't remember what content I already know about. <laughs> yes, I know that. Or like also read. early stuff. Who knows how much stuff we were missing back in the early days? Yeah, like, it's not as though you could know everything. I feel like now it's easier to be like, okay, I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or like with Harry, like I know everything that's yes. going on with that. Or the last two couple of one D albums, but like early stuff is like there was definitely I was getting into the fandom at the time, so there was probably stuff I missed. Right. Yeah. So some there was some things I saw that I was like, oh my god, I I never knew this, mm-hmm. and then I was like, wait, did I know this? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, am I feeling like I know it just because I've just seen it, or because it's actually yes. being recalled from my memory? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. So the first one of those is um, they had the lyrics to "What Makes You Beautiful" and a note from Savan Kotecha who wrote um, like on their first few albums, and he said. Um, I wrote the lyrics about my wife. The line, the way that you flip your hair gets me overwhelmed, was from the first time I met her. Her and her friends walked into a pub I was at, and I turned around and saw her flip her hair from one side to the other, and right away I knew she was the love of my life. (laughs) Dramatic. Yeah. So I've always, like, been annoyed with What Makes You Beautiful. It's not my favorite Mm -hmm. song. Um, This kind of almost makes me like it a little bit more. Yeah. That's a cute story that I can, like, 
relate to, like not relate to but when I hear the song I can like make that connection right yeah so I like that yeah um there were two there are two new videos we got that are um Von Arnell director's cuts of music videos um and they're on YouTube as unlisted so you can't like search for them they're mm-hmm. on the One Direction YouTube channel but you couldn't like search for them you could only get to them through this anniversary website um, because they're unlisted. And it's basically like um, Von Arnell, the director of the videos, talking about the concept and the filming. And it has like behind the scenes footage. So that was pretty cool. I There's have one not for... seen any of this. I need to go watch these. <laughs> you do. I'll, I can send you the links for these. So we had um, Live While You're Young and Kiss You for those Aww. videos. Um, and he talked about how he kind of like basically creates a mood board for the videos <laughs> mm. um on when he was talking about showing the mood boards for live while you're while we're young um we obviously dodged a bullet here because there's one where there's a picture of a um white girl in a indigenous headdress oh my um, god so i'm really glad that they, they didn't decide to put that Could in the you video imagine it would have sucked um, but obviously they felt fine enough to put it in the director's cut. So that was like a weird move. I saw that and I was like, what? Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. Um, it was very weird. Well, there's also like a lot of teepees in the mm. mood boards yeah. cause they did like the tents. So, yeah. um, yeah, I just saw that. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> you would think um, 10 years on, they would be yeah. like, let's not show that. Yeah, let's just not put that in here and just pretend it never happened. <laughs> um, and then we had, like, there was some audio clips throughout the website. Um, there was one where the boys discussed time travel that was pretty cute. And I think these were unheard. Mm. Like, we hadn't heard them before. It was just, like, they were, like, 30 seconds to, like, two-minute clips of them talking. That's um, really sweet. <laughs> Yeah, it was sweet to listen to listen to those. I feel like this is a good, like, website to have when you're, like, alone and you just want – you're, like – you just want something to do and you want to, like, yeah. have nostalgia and, like, look at old pictures and hear their voices and, like, watch yeah. the music videos. Like, I'm it's sure honestly, the boys went through it, too. Like, that's an easy way to have it all laid out there. Obviously, it doesn't include everything, but, like, have a mm-hmm. lot of the big stuff sort of in a timeline where whenever you want and probably for us too like 10 20 years down the road right we might still be able to go back to this website well that's what i was hoping i'm hoping that it's gonna stay up because i feel like it'll be re- something really nice to kind of go back to yeah um they also had some lyric notes for kiss you which um again i don't i didn't i really don't think i knew this before um <laughs> but Savon says, I remember we were insecure about the chinny chin chins line in the second verse, but Niall thought it was funny and wanted to keep it in. And when he sang it, we were like, okay, yeah, that feels great. <laughs> Had you heard like that, that was before? trending on the day? I don't think I had. Yeah. But again, I'm like, did I, am I hearing this because I heard it a month ago or like because I had known it before the anniversary? Because I saw right. that on Twitter. It really makes sense. Because, like, that line is so silly. When you hear it, you're like, who came up with this? But it makes sense that they were, like, (laughs) feeling weird about it. And Niall was like, no, it's funny. Keep it in. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Um, They also had, like, a clip of 1D Day Best Bits. 
Um, mm. And it made me think that someday we need to have like a live stream rewatch of oh my all God. of one day. <laughs> that would be amazing. Like, how fun would that Marathon be? Marathon like, it. Yeah, have a whole day. It's seven and a half hours of footage. That's wild. And we just like have a whole day where we just play the whole thing through and like people can join us whenever they want we just watch it all day I feel like that would be so fun that would be so much fun I do remember watching it like being at school I think I was like studying at the same time as having it on or something yeah it was a good time it was um some behind the lyrics for Midnight Memories, Liam talked about um, how they first wrote it about KFC, <laughs> which we do know. Uh, I don't remember where this was, but there was some interview or behind the scenes clip, I think with Julian Bonetta, where they were talking about it, um, about how they were singing I Love KFC as like oh, the, yeah. the holding for the lyrics. I remember I that. love KFC. And then it, they figured out midnight memories <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny um and then a lot of my a lot of the things i saved are behind the lyrics things because that, that's like obviously my favorite yeah um so you talked about where do broken hearts go and um this is actually um oh crap who is this talking i'm pretty sure it's Ruth and cunningham Yes, it is. So um, she said, Julian Bonetta, who I co-wrote with, had created an intro music piece for the beginning of one of the Wendy tours. He played it to me, and the very first part was that first chord you hear in Where Do Broken Hearts Go? I was completely inspired. I remember going in the booth and singing down melodies. And then Teddy Geiger... I always forget how to say her last name. Do we know? Geiger? Teddy, Teddy, I think it's Geiger. I, I think it is Geiger, yeah. Um, doing the same and Julian and so on. Um, we pieced the, we pieced together all the melodies and even with no lyrics and only melody, we knew it was special. Um, so I didn't know this, that Where Do Broken Hearts Go was created like after, like Julian had created some tour music and then out of that came the song. I didn't know that. I always assumed it was the other way around, like. They had written the song, and then they were like, this is really good for tour. Like, let's use it in the intro. Right. Huh. But it was reverse. <laughs> That's so cool. It is right? amazing to hear, like, the stories from the sort of writing team. Mm-hmm. Because, like, as much as One Direction ha- had a hand in, like, what their sound will be like in the writing, especially in later on years. But, like, yeah. It was also hugely a part of these people deciding what songs and like what to present to the boys and you know right. all that type of stuff. Mhm. Yeah, definitely. Um at the end she said Harry wrote on the track too which made it extra special. Um so it makes it sound like Harry didn't write on that many tracks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like contribute. Like that's the whole thing about writing credits. Like you just uh-huh. don't know how much they are all contributing. And also yeah. like I think now with their solo work, they're sort of they're with the song from the beginning to the end and it seemed mm-hmm. like with 1D like songs came partially done and then they would change the lyrics and the music would all be there and sort of an idea and then they would add their own thoughts which is like totally valid because they were touring at the same time and like they were all new to the field like you can't just jump into something you've never done and be good at it 
Right. Um, like, you need people who are, like, Julian Bonetta and Ruth Ann Cunningham, who've, like, that's what their job is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you just, you, it definitely, you just don't know. And it's nice to know now, I think, at least with some of the boys, it seems like they're really there from the beginning of the music as well as the lyrics and everything. And yeah. sort of just that growth. Yeah, definitely. Um, the last thing I have for the behind the lyrics is Liam talking about Long Way Down, um, which I feel like we kind of knew this, but I, I don't remember this quote. Um, so I don't know if it was like a quote that is has been out there and they just found it or if it was like mm-hmm. a quote that wasn't out there. But Liam says, it relates to the band a lot, even though it's quite sad. It's what I suppose being at the top for so long and then moving away uh, from it will be. It will be a huge come down, which is going to be interesting for the next couple of years. It's like a relationship that you really wanted to work, but just hasn't quite fit together yet. And after a couple of years of being together, it can be hard to break away from that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was I really interesting because, yeah, because he said this before they had gone on hiatus. Yeah. So he was like kind of like um, looking forward and like imagining what it would feel like. And it was really interesting to hear him kind of talk about like, being a relationship that you really wanted to work but hasn't yeah um which must have been how he felt about the band breaking up that he like had spent five years like really trying to make it work and then it just like wasn't it was like time for them to like separate um and he was right like talking about being a huge come down i think it was for him Mm -hmm. yeah and now he's sort of on the other side of that which is strange five Mm -hmm. years on it's like he was predicting all the stuff that did end up happening yeah (laughs) yeah and it's cool that like while a lot of their songs have a romantic angle maybe sort Mm -hmm. of the emotional feel and i think we discuss this a lot in our song discussions but to know it was Mm -hmm. also coming from the boys where the emotions were not just about romantic relationships they were also about other aspects of their lives Um, right like the love song or like the romance is like the like angle or like the way that they sing it but like it's actually like a way to sing about something else right exactly and I think I mean I've listened to a lot of podcasts where songwriters come on and just artists talking about the writing process and I think that is a very typical thing to do to talk about a problem and sort of put it onto a relationship or a relationship Mm -hmm. dynamic but really it's not about that and you just kind of have a couple lines that like tie it into a relationship or maybe the situation and I think a good example currently is Taylor Swift's music Mm. Um, her album Folklore has a lot of relationships on it but sort of the underlying things about breakups and endings of relationships don't necessarily have to be actually about a relationship between two people but also with other bigger things like you know music companies or music in general or Mm -hmm. like I don't know your fame like just different things like that um but like relationship dynamics are a good sort of a skeleton almost for different emotions yeah definitely um so they did so when I I went through it again um this morning just to kind of refresh and I also wanted to see if I could get the playlist to work which it it does work now. Oh, good. Um, so it did generate me a playlist, but honestly, like, I'm pretty sure it's just random. Like, they mm. probably, like, based on what era you like the most things, 
from they right. probably put more of those songs in but like i can't imagine it's that um like intelligent mm. um there's 25 songs on my playlist i don't know if like all of them have 25 um and i obviously won't read through all of them but the first few are live while we're young another world i would hey angel steal my girl mm. um and then there is like you also get this like <laughs> pack of stickers and like um templates like oh. it'll it was like a little template like des- design where you like can put paste pictures into and it's like 1d anniversary oh it's like the graphic design stuff around it yeah. it felt very like early internet like yes um i would yeah. love niall to have gone on and like pasted his own photos in those yes things. <laughs> and there was one that was like uh li- like your favorite wendy memory like and you're supposed Aww. to like write it in like uh, yeah yeah one of those journals when you're like a kid and it yeah. asks you like how tall are you (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile everyone's like in their 20s and 30s yeah and older (laughs) although it's wild like i see like instagrams where i just follow these like 1d instagrams or like hairy fashion instagrams or whatever and then like they'll do a q a and someone will be like how old are you and the person's like oh i'm turning 16 soon and i'm like what oh my goodness i know (laughs) yeah yeah, so that that was the website. Um, if you haven't checked it out, I would definitely recommend it. Um, give yourself some time because it takes a long time. Um, but it's a it's a good jaunt down down memory lane. Well, thank you for that amazing recap. Yeah, um, I I think there was more than I thought there was. I yeah. guess I just didn't see much like online that day but it seems like there was some pretty good stuff so there was yeah I think the problem because what I realized this morning when I re-went through it I think the problem is that like on the day like we were so hyped up and like Mm -hmm. there was so much like anticipation like what is this going to be and I think even though everyone kind of knew like there probably wasn't going to be a lot I think we were still kind of thinking like maybe we'll get unreleased songs like maybe we'll get the Infinity Music video so I think the website kind of got overshadowed and was like a little bit of a letdown because it was just like oh it's just a website whereas like going through it this morning when like I wasn't expecting anything I was like oh this is actually really cool like this is a lot of content yeah Um, Because I was going in without any expectations. So I think that's kind of what happened. It's just there was too much hype and excitement on the day. And the the website just couldn't quite meet that. Yeah. That makes me feel so sad for all the people who are probably really excited to share this project they've been working on. No, (laughs) don't be sad. I I think, like, a lot of people liked it. I'm sure a lot of people used it. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I, too, was anticipating maybe some sort of interview with some of the boys, at least. Like, yeah, especially because a virtual thing was very possible. Like, virtual was, like, the way it was going to be. So I was like, oh, it could definitely happen. Like, they, like, a couple of them go on James Corden or something. Or they Um, could even just, like, film, like, a one-minute video clip of them talking and, like, put it on the website. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the website itself was created by... Um, Simon Jones PR, which is like the PR company that I guess is still in charge of One Direction. Yeah. So like, who knows how much contact they have with the actual boys? Right. Like, yeah, probably not a lot. It might have been like a totally separate endeavor. Like they didn't even yeah reach you know contact the boys because maybe they're just like not yeah um, in contact. 
Yes, I'm sure. Um, all right, so I've put together my own little timeline of 10 things in 10 years. Um, and I'm wondering if it's like similar at all to the timeline that was on the website. I don't mm. know because I didn't really look at it. <laughs> um, but I thought I just sort of picked like one of the most meaningful things from each year that happened. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought we could just reflect back. I'm not sure if we have too much to say about everything. Um, but it was just kind of nice to sort of see the development over time. And if you're a Patreon supporter... Um, you can get the Google Doc online, and I've included, like, GIFs and pictures of some things that happened. Um, yeah, it was kind of, like, interesting, too, especially in the last um, five years to try to come up with, like, things that could be included. Like, originally I was like, oh, 1D things, not, like, solo boy things. But there haven't been a lot of 1D things in the past five years. So we did go into solo territory. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the first thing I picked was from 2010. And for me, I chose the Torn performance, um, which they did on X Factor at judges' houses, um, where they performed in front of Simon um, and this is kind of the performance that got them into the live shows and got them through. Like, I was also thinking about them getting put together as a band, but I think this Torn song is a little bit more meaningful to sort of the fandom because mm -hmm. it's us getting to see the boys perform for the first time. Um, and, yeah, I think it was just a special moment, especially because they redid the song Torn um, in the BBC Live Lounge um, like five years after their original performance, yeah. five or so years. I think it may have been less, but yeah. Um, do you have thoughts on this Torn performance? Um, I agree with you that it, this was like definitely my favorite like thing from this year. Um, I am obsessed with this performance. Like so obsessed <laughs> yes the fashion is iconic yes i just i mean the song itself i love so much and like the way they sang it and just like it's very iconic um mm -hmm. and this was on the website um for sure it was nice. one of the things on there but yeah it's just i love it so much yeah i think i love that it's so acoustic so yeah. you can really get to hear their voices. And especially, I think, like, Liam and Harry have mm -hmm. quite long parts on it. Yeah. And it just, it sounds so nice. This was, like, the first and last time we got them to sing like this. <laughs> I know. I want more of it. Yeah. It's just so natural. Like, we, we mm -hmm. sometimes had those random clips of them doing, like, their harmonies, like, backstage when they were practicing like right. with their vocal coach but like we didn't get a lot of this and no. I love hearing all those harmonies and sort of the background vocals and yeah just everyone doing their part and you can sort of pick out all the pieces yeah um so then 2011 happened and One Direction really blew up and I think um the What Makes You Beautiful music video was hugely impactful because I think that also is sort of where 
I don't know exactly when they became like global, sort of a reach outside of the UK and then even outside of Europe. But I want to say the What Makes You Beautiful music video was kind of that moment where it, they started becoming huge in the US as well, which is a pretty mm-hmm. big jump. Most UK bands and even artists don't necessarily jump across the ocean and become big in the US. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah i felt like this was a pretty big moment and again iconic fashion louis with the stripes and the red pants oh yeah all like (laughs) walking along a beach in la Mm -hmm. um yeah it just it really it was a moment for them Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on this yeah i mean this is obviously like the the song that um has been their most popular Mm well-known so definitely an important moment in their career this gif you chose um, (laughs) zane's uh (laughs) crotch grab yeah i don't know if that was intentional or accidental but (laughs) i think like they were probably like imitating what is a normal like all of their hands you really have to look at this gif yeah louis look at louis hands like all of their hands are really trying to be so expressive and like you know like do that sort of like music video looking at the camera hand emotions where they're like pointing and like gesturing the more i look at it the funnier it gets look at harry's though they just like are dead at his side yeah he doesn't know what he's doing with his hands and liam <laughs> so funny and they all have these like weirdly baggy white pants on yeah <laughs> like it was the time it was the era before skinny jeans became a thing and harry's like, these... like farrah fawcett hair is like flipped directly up to the sky <laughs> <laughs> i really love it oh it's good it's, it's a whole look it's really a whole look yes um so then we had 2012 and this one, I did the One Direction Teen Vogue magazine covers. Um, and I chose this one because this is how I got into One Direction. So it was important to me. This magazine cover? I believe what happened was, I don't know when this came out. I think it was sort of in later 2012. Uh-huh. It looks like it was fall based on what they're wearing. Um, I remember seeing the covers and trying to distinguish which boy was which and like being like oh I really like Louie like I I just remember that was a part of me like getting into them because like Kara had been into them and then something about these magazines I think I got Teen Vogue at the time Mm -hmm. so then like somehow I got hooked in through both obviously like through Kara because she had been talking about them and then I I I would love to know like sort of the process what happened yeah um but yeah it was kind of i also remember sorting canned goods for like um a thanksgiving food drive we had to like sort through and make sure nothing was bad and stuff and like Mm -hmm. something about the teen vogue and the canned foods and one direction it was like all at the same time (laughs) that's so interesting Um, yeah but like teen vogue is a huge magazine um and the fact that each of them got their own cover and it was sort of like one of those collectible things. I definitely still have it somewhere, I'm sure. I don't know which one I had. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember this at all? No, I don't. I wasn't in the fandom yet, really. Um, 
I think 2013 is when I um, first got into the fandom, but I don't mm-hmm. think it was, like, till closer to 2014 that I, like, yeah, really was actually in the fandom. Yeah. I think, like, it, 2013 was, like, great to know the, the process. Yes, it would. <laughs> like, I wish I knew. Like, when did I start, when did I start, like, doing my own research and figuring it out and, like, going on yeah. Twitter? And I don't remember. It is really hard to, like, um, remember the, like, trajectory and process. Like, I remember yeah. the beginning because um, my me and my friends had this, like, drag group every direction. That's how I got into One Direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, I don't remember, like, at what point did I become a real fan? Like, how long did that right. take? Um, like it was, I know it was 2013 when we were doing like the drag thing and that's mm-hmm. why, but I don't remember like what was the first thing that I like really loved. <laughs> right. Yeah. No idea. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I know when I was in it, like I can remember when I was mm-hmm. like, I know for sure I was in it when the movie came out because I had mm. started college and went to the theater with like a couple other people that I had just met on my right. floor and they, they all decided to go with me to the One Direction movie. <laughs> um, so like I knew I was a huge fan by then and that was so but it was like when did that I think the shift happens pretty quickly you know. Yeah. But it's kind of hard to know how it all fell together. Right. Yeah. I know I was like heavily in the fandom by the time Zayn left. Yeah. Um which was 2015. So I guess like probably 2014 was like the year I became like a real yeah. fan. But yeah. <laughs> Hard to remember all the details. It's mm-hmm. a blur. Um, so then we have 2013, which was I decided to cho- choose two things. <laughs> um, but I think they're kind of related. Um which was This Is Us, the movie coming out, which feels wild that that movie came out, like, when they'd only been in the band, like, a couple years. Like, yeah, it was such an early time. But right. also the band was almost over, too. Two more years and it's over. Yeah, oh, God. So it's just weird. <laughs> um, but, like, the movie was obviously iconic, and it's so nice to go back and rewatch that. I feel like it just gives so many good nostalgia feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, we did get a real look into sort of their personal lives and I think more so than we had gotten before. Um, and it was more humanizing and seeing their families. Um, and then sort of a, an additional bonus was all those wonderful interviews we got from the boys, um, mm-hmm. that were to promote the movie we got a lot of different like press conferences and fun interviews um mm. which i think was a really fun time in the fandom to watch all of those yeah um and then of course one dj was also in 2013 and we <laughs> we talked about it quite a bit earlier um but yeah this was certainly a weird time <laughs> a weird <Yes>. day <laughs> um yeah, but but some really good stuff. Honestly, they look so much older in this One D Day than they look in like the This Is Us promo. Was it real? Was One D Day really 2013? I don't did know. I, did I get that wrong? 
Let me look it up. When was MLB <laughs> Day? <laughs> I guess it, it, was, it was like November. It was 2000. I yeah, it was 2013. Yeah. I, I think they look older because um, Louis and Liam, I think, both have facial hair. Yeah, that might be it. That they didn't have in the first one. And Louis is one of those people who can look like. 10 to 20 years of an age difference like based on the day yes, like you'll see a picture much. of him and you'll be like are you like 40 and then you'll see another picture of him and you'll be like are you 15 yes <laughs> for sure especially like with the beard and no beard it just, yes it changes a lot yeah um but yeah one d-day was a chaotic experience it was for sure <laughs> um so then 2014 happened and i chose four because I think this was sort of that shift into a different sound of music. Mm -hmm. um, four is in the, like, the album release. Um, I think they all had more of a hand on like writing and making the music and making the album that they wanted to make. Um, also the last Zane album. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on in 2014 really so then we move into 2015 and it is obviously going to be Zayn leaving and sort of the hiatus announcement yeah. um, I included the Zayn leaving announcement <clears throat> that was posted on uh, One Direction's uh, Facebook I thought you might want to read that Lucia this whole thing yeah. Okay. <laughs> After five incredible years, Zayn Malik has decided to leave One Direction. Niall, Harry, Liam, and Louis will continue as a four-piece and look forward to the forthcoming concerts of their world tour and recording their fifth album, due to be released later this year. Zayn says, My life with One Direction has been more than I could ever have imagined, but after five years, I feel like it is now the right time for me to leave the band. I'd like to apologize to the fans if I've let anyone down, but I have to do what feels right in my heart. I am leaving because I want to be a normal 22-year-old who is able to relax and have some private time out of the spotlight. I know I have four friends for life in Louis, Liam, Harry, and Niall. I know they will continue to be the best band in the world. One Direction say, We're really sad to see Zayn go, but we totally respect his decision and send him all our love for the future. The past five years have been beyond amazing. We've gone through so much together, so we will always be friends. The four of us will now continue. We're looking forward to recording the new album and seeing all the fans on the next stage of the world tour. Simon Cowell says, I would like to say thank you to Zayn for everything he has done for One Direction. Since I first met Zayn in 2010, I have grown very, very fond, and I'm immensely proud of him. I have seen him grow in confidence and I am truly sorry to see him leave. As for One Direction, fans can rest assured that Niall, Liam, Harry, and Louis are hugely excited about the future of the band. So, big load wow. of crap! <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting that this was, like, the announcement that happened. Um, yeah. I would love to, like, relive that whole drama because it's, like, we knew something had happened, but it wasn't official, and then it was, right. like, official. Well, now we know what happened was that Zane literally woke up one day and was, like, I gotta get out of here, and he left. Yeah. Like, he called his cousin, I think, and he just, I, like, like left. I remember. Um, and then they had to, like, 
kind of fig- scramble to figure out like what to do yeah. and so this was like the statement that they put out um but it like wasn't like they had a big conversation and yeah. like made a decision it was literally like zane just like woke up one day and was like uh peace out <laughs> and it's wild because like one direction only went on this was march mm-hmm. literally like seven more months yeah eight more months or so like left of the band right and i wonder if zane had known that would he be like oh i see an end in sight like that can get you through something and be like you know i do want to do these last eight months with the boys yeah knowing that after that like i'm done i honestly feel like it wouldn't have changed things for him like i think we've heard him talk about it so much and i think it was just like he was at a point where he was like, I need to, like, make it the decision that is, like, right for me. Right. And, like, I'm not having fun and, like, I need to yeah. stop. And it's, like, it was out of the blue and that, like, they didn't have a long conversation about it. But, like, it wasn't out of the blue that he decided he didn't like it. No. Like, it was oppressive for him for a long time. Yeah. And I think it's, like, one of those sure. things where it's, like, if you're doing something that feels that bad, like, you just need – you should just stop. <laughs> like, there's no point in, like – right you know if he was trying to continue like for the fans or for the band like i think that would have just felt probably in disingenuine because Mm -hmm. it was like too hard for him to do and like also we know that harry had kind of brought up taking a break in 2014 um Mm -hmm. so like a little bit before this so he might have kind of seen that too that like you know this isn't gonna last forever and like yeah you know yeah yeah it was a it was a crazy moment it was like one it was probably like the biggest like drama that i've ever experienced in like the online world or like the fandom world you know especially because like in the following month after this there was all that stuff about louis and zane on twitter and yeah what's that guy's name naughty boy (laughs) naughty boy like yeah it really became a thing in the next coming months that this was not an amicable mm-hmm. leaving. Yeah, it got quite ugly. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. Um, yeah, just that. And then obviously the hiatus announcement was huge. And again, I want to know when, like, we first started hearing about it, like, did we know it was coming because they didn't have ticket sales and then there was like rumors and like i don't remember how it all happened i guess we should go listen back mm. to uh talk direction episodes because <laughs> oh, i'm sure we were predicting it oh my god yeah. you know um yeah i don't remember literally i'm sure we talked about it but i have no idea right um but yeah it's just the hiatus was a big thing in 2015 and obviously that was kind of the end of one direction as as we know it um mm-hmm. yeah it's it was a big moment um so then the next couple of years i picked solo stuff that had happened in uh the next five years of one direction um 2016 was i think the biggest thing was really pillow talk and zane releasing solo music for the first time and he came out with a song that went to number one and he had a music video with Gigi, and now they're freaking having a baby in the next month which was wild oh my god yeah um but yeah the pillow talk 
release was a pretty big thing and i really loved the song um Mm -hmm. and it was really popular and it was a big move on his part um Mm -hmm. yeah do you have thoughts on that um not really i just i remember it it was a really big deal it got it was like really widely popular Mm -hmm. it was a really good song like it's still such a good song yeah um such a good like first solo release and yeah really funny that Gigi was in it and they like broke up but now they're back together and having a baby yeah (laughs) yeah it is really funny um then we have 2017 which was Harry's album release uh sort of the first of the boys still left in one direction I remember sort of 2016 and the beginning of 2017 it was it was all that sort of will they or won't they do solo music type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, oh, if Harry does, it, it's going to take forever. And then he was right out the gate early 2017, putting out his first solo album. Um, yeah. And that was definitely a huge moment. Again, similar to Zane, it was like him stepping out as a solo artist and being like, mm-hmm. I've got this. I've got something to say. I'm going to stick around. I'm going to be here. You know. Yeah. Um, twenty eighteen, we had tours. Uh, uh, yeah, Nile and Harry toured. Obviously, Nile's album came out in in late twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they both had world tours and really established themselves as touring artists. And again, same for Nile and Harry, like we're going to tour we're going to be here and we can do it on our own Niall Mm -hmm. was hugely successful with slow hands um and to be able to also bring in crowds as a like as a solo artist is very impressive yeah and it and it shows the the pull that they had more than just the band right um and I also included Liam's and Jay Balvin's familiar because I know that's a Lucia fave. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was in 2018. Yeah. Um, I was just looking through the podcast app because I wanted to see when you guys talked about it. And mm-hmm. it seems like you really didn't understand how serious it was. Um, oh, no. <laughs> because <laughs> so they announced their break on August 23rd. And on August 25th, you released an episode called Drag Me Down Music Video, episode 10. And the show notes say, say, on this week's episode, we talk about Wendy taking a break, the Twitter spat between Calvin Harris and Zane, and the Drag Me Down Music Video. (laughs) (laughs) Wendy taking a break. (laughs) So, like, I wonder, I want to, I think I'm going to listen to this after we hang up. Because I want to see if you guys knew, like oh this is it or if you were just like oh they're just taking a little break (laughs) plus like I also have to know that what was I censoring myself for the podcast versus what I actually thought well especially in the beginning like when you and Kara were doing the podcast in the beginning you were like way more professional yeah like so you may may have like been yeah like uh covering up like how you really felt or like what was really happening (laughs) Because I think, too, I'm always, like, the more skeptical one. So when you have a conversation with someone else, you try not to, sh- like, um, like, s- uh, like, be rude about their opinions. Yeah. <laughs> try not to swear. Right. 
Like, you don't want to, like, be like, no, I totally disagree. At least I'm not someone who does that. You know, I'm yeah. not someone who'd be like, no, I totally disagree. This is how it's going to be. So you right. just kind of, like, go, yeah, maybe. Like, oh. But, uh-huh. like, in your head, you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I would imagine I'm probably more skeptical than I come across. But I don't mm-hmm. remember how I come across. Because surely right. there was a time that we didn't really know what the break meant you know right yeah so well I think I think especially in the beginning we really didn't because we had um Niall Louie and Liam all being like oh this is totally temporary like oh it's gonna be 18 months or like it's gonna be you know like we had those three boys like really reassuring us that it was just temporary because I think that's what they really wanted to believe And I think at the time, we didn't really know that Harry wasn't wanting to continue. Right. So, like... Because I think the boys did think it was very much temporary. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm trying to find their announcement. It was announced through the sun. Oh. It was, like, a leaked thing in the sun. Oh, that's weird. Um, I mean, they must have done that on purpose, because they felt like... I don't know. That was the best way to... (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah if you google like announce 1d announce hiatus it's like it was first broken by the sun wow wild um yeah and then i don't know i mean i'm sure there was like a time after when they like did an official statement right um but we found out about it through the sun (laughs) yeah if anyone wants to go back and like with lucia and re-listen to all those episodes and report back on what you hear I'm very curious because I know that October that was when I wrote the Halloween part poem about Mm -hmm. what the boys would do now that they're like what they'll do even though One Direction's breaking up and like I was like Niall's gonna be a YouTuber Harry's gonna be a solo artist like I just made up stuff like for the poem so definitely by then I don't think it was solidified but it was becoming more clear (laughs) <laughs> by uh-huh. October that it was a longer break mm-hmm. you know um okay so then 2019 we had fine line at the very end I don't think much happened in 2019 I think it was one of those years that there wasn't much going on right no one was really touring yeah and we were just kind of waiting on albums to come out mm-hmm. that's true um so we got fine line at the end which obviously was huge (laughs) it was it was like that thing where we were like i think the whole year we were going okay maybe harry's album will come out soon okay soon okay soon like (laughs) like people thought it was going to come out in the spring and i was like no i think it'll come out in the fall and then it comes out like almost just before christmas even though i didn't think that was like possible right (laughs) um and then also we got lp1 that a week a week before or a mm-hmm. week later one of the two yeah I think a week later yeah um and that was liam's first album which is wild like almost mm-hmm. how many years after harry put his out like uh, three yeah or over three whoa so he put, put his out no i don't know i can't i can't do that 2017 <laughs> to 2018 20 okay over two almost wow. three um two and a half years yeah. he put out lp1 as well um yeah do you have thoughts on either of those um no 
It's weird and because then finally it feels 2020. Like, sorry. I was like, no. And then I wait for you to talk. And then I'm like, here's my thoughts. <laughs> I do that too. I literally will pause for so long. And then you're like, okay, she's not going to say anything. <laughs> and then I decide to talk. Well, I guess what I was going to say kind of goes into the next uh, two things you're going to say. So why don't you read 2020 and then I'll say it. Okay. So then 2020, I have Walls release in January and then Heartbreak Weather. Um, Yeah, it feels weird that these came out this year. Like, Walls feels like a long time ago to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And even Heartbreak Weather seems like a long time. Obviously, 2020 has probably been the weirdest years in, like, everyone's life. The weirdest Um, years. uh... <laughs> weirdest year. It does feel like, like out it's of been all years. the years, it's got to be one of the weirdest years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's the weirdest. No one's lived year I've been alive. Yeah, no one's lived a year like this before. Oh. Like, when was the last plague? I don't know. But this <laughs> <laughs> this year has been pretty wild. I think for everyone on Earth. Yeah. Um. So it's like time is fake almost. Yep. Um, and yeah, so obviously Louis's first solo album came out. I, I'm so upset that the boys didn't get a tour. Like I this know. would have been such a huge touring year, especially touring so, right after an album. I was so looking forward to going to Louis's tour. Like, yeah. obviously I was excited for the other ones too, but I had already seen them live and I had never seen Louis yeah. live. And I was like, it's going to be a small venue. It's going to be his own stuff. Like, it's going to be such an atmosphere and it's such right. a bummer that we didn't get it and that he Especially didn't get to because, do that. Yeah. I was going to say because Harry and Niall really got to establish themselves as touring artists because mm-hmm. they toured right after their albums came out, hugely successful tours you know, tons of people came, they raked in the money, um, and, like, Louis didn't get that chance to be right. like, look, I can tour, and people will come to the show, yeah. you know, because he did sell out venues mm-hmm. um, that a lot of solo artists, and solo artists at his sort of album-selling level mm-hmm. couldn't do, I think, mm-hmm. because there's a difference between selling albums it almost is the real thing is who cares how many albums you sell if you have a giant tour that's making a lot of money, you know? So like he didn't get that opportunity to show that he Mm -hmm. could do that. And like, we still don't really know what it would have been like, but obviously the shows were selling out. So that's a pretty good indicator. Yeah. Um, But we don't know how he would have been as a performer, if his live shows would have like gone over really well, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, So... Yeah, I guess we'll just have to make that up in mm-hmm. the next coming years. I feel like um, these albums will be, like, lost albums. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, five years down the line, these will be, like, the lost albums. Like, the, like Walls, Heartbreak Weather, and Fine Line. Like, because they, mm. they didn't tour them. Like, I just, I have to imagine next time they tour, they're going to have new material. Ugh. Like, I'm sure that, like, they'll still perform these songs, but, like, I feel like they just exist in, existed in this weird vacuum of, like, quarantine. Yeah. Like, especially, like, Heartbreak Weather, because Niall did, like, all of those lives at the beginning where he would, like, play a lot of the songs. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like, yeah, like, looking back, it's going to be, like, these albums will be, like, trapped in time. Yeah, somehow. I totally feel that. I right? think especially Walls and Heartbreak Weather. Yeah. Because... 
like they've almost disappeared like mm-hmm. obviously fine line has been hugely successful and successful yeah. in a way that shot harry into even more fame that's true you know these two ones um haven't done that right really that's um true. and sort of picked up in sort of a public space mm-hmm. especially for niall who's had that success with slow hands before and mm-hmm. nothing really took off in the same way mm-hmm. um you know, it, it definitely feels like they're just kind of like, oh, this happened, but we we just won't remember it. Or like, right. you know, it's lost. Um, yeah, I hope we get fine line toured. I will be so upset if we don't. Yeah, me too. Because <sighs> God knows tours. <laughs> tours are starting like in a couple months or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, that's not going to happen. No. Do you know how long it's going to take to get vaccines out to people? Yeah. Um... Yeah, so that was our little 10 things in 10 years timeline. That was actually really fun. I yeah, love reminiscing. Me too. I feel like we've been doing this more and more lately, probably because we talked about the 10-year anniversary for mm-hmm. many months now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we, like, talked about it, like, on every episode leading up to it, like, talked yeah. about it so much, and then, like, it actually happened, and then, like, we didn't talk about it at all. <laughs> Hey, a month late, but at least it's here. Yeah. And sometimes the anticipation is better than the actual event, you know? Honestly, it is. <laughs> like, how fun is it anticipating everything that's going to come? Yep. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was that. Let us know your thoughts. Was there something I, I missed that was really big that happened? Probably. Um and I was obviously self-oriented and it was very subjective because I was picking my favorite things or like <laughs> things that I thought were pretty big. Um, so yeah, definitely let us know. Um, to close the episode, we wanted to do our Black Lives Matter segment um, where we take time to discuss Black Lives Matter, whether that means talking about political things that are currently happening recommending um, books by black authors or Instagram to follow or sort of going through um, black history that we weren't taught in school. Um, This has been a really educational uh, segment for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And today there were a couple things. I I had um, one thing to talk about, but obviously if you're listening to this right as it's happened, um, there have been some notable things going on in both politics and just um pop culture um so the first was i wanted to talk about the shooting of jacob blake um horrible horrible shooting he was shot in the back as he was trying to get into his car by police he um i believe is uh, paralyzed from the waist down now that's the last i heard yeah um due to the shooting but he was in an intensive care in the hospital um and again it's just one of those situations where it's caught on film people realizing how horrific police are and the, po- the policing system is how racist it is because it's now being captured on film and yet um, still people are not convinced like you still see mm-hmm. people defending the police even in this situation where he is shot in the freaking back yeah. it's like it's hard because i think sometimes 
you want to think like maybe people just don't understand like maybe people are just uneducated and like it's just right. a matter of educating them and then stuff like this happens and it's like no like people are actually just awful yeah. <laughs> and like they have their opinions and they're not going to change because they're just really racist and right. like it's in their heart because like how can you see something like this video and still be like but right yeah i feel exactly the same way um like it's so like straightforward to me it's so straightforward Mm -hmm. and 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 that sorry that whole thing about like cops even if someone does something wrong which is not the case so like why even say it but like even if someone does do something against the law you are not supposed to die you're Mm -mm. not supposed to get murdered because you did something that was against the law no like life is so precious life is all we have and you lose that because of some thing you did that's against the law it's ridiculous it's absurd but ridiculous the people that are getting shot and like that's people's argument they're like oh so and so shouldn't have resisted arrest right i don't care if anyone was resisting arrest or not no one should die because some stupid ass men in blue outfits decided that they were going to arrest someone for no good reason mm-hmm. and they decide they're going to kill him. Like, it just, it like, I don't know. It's, it blows my mind. It does, especially because then you see, um, I think it was the next day. It's really hard to remember timelines um, where that white boy went and killed two people. And then walked in front of the police with his gun. Yeah. And he did not get killed. And it's just, like, it's so obvious. Like, how can you see that and not understand that it's racism? Like, why yeah. wasn't he immediately shot and killed? Yeah, I, I have sense. no idea. It's it's so disturbing. And you um, see people kind of defending. I've seen a couple, like, I've seen some things of people kind of defending the police of being like, well, they're just following orders or whatever. And it's, like, that's literally the Nazis. Right. That's literally what their, that excuse was. It's, like, well, we're just doing what we're supposed to. It's, like, no, that's not a reason. Yeah, especially given the current climate of the U.S. Mm -hmm. You'd think police would have a little bit more something in their heads going, maybe I shouldn't pull out my gun. Like, what? Right. Where were the conversations you know, when all these murders happened, like, months ago mm-hmm. in the police departments that said, how are we going to change this? Mm-hmm. But still, people are getting shot and murdered. Like, it just... Uh, the police just are out... They're, they're just... They're out of control. The police are, yeah. like, absolutely out of control. Yeah. And it's, like, a power trip. It's very scary. It's really not okay. Um, yeah. Just yesterday, there were... Um, two people killed in portland downtown during a trump like caravan car caravan there's a lot of white supremacists in oregon um and they're they've been doing like demonstrations and like counter protests and they're like very scary and it's just this like insane contradiction where you see these these like white supremacists talking about like 
well, if so-and-so had just uh, not resisted arrest, they would be fine. Or, you know, if they just followed the law, if they just didn't break the law, then they're fine. And then they'll turn around and be like, I'm not wearing a mask. The government can't force me right. to do something. Like, I'm it's not a so sheep. I'm not going to, like, follow the rules just because you said so. Like, you know, the, the government shouldn't be able to dictate my life. Like, we should yeah. be able to have guns in case there's, like, a, mil- a military coup. We can defend ourselves. And it's like, okay, so you're really just racist. Like, yeah, uh, 100%. It's maddening. It's so maddening. Yeah. Which is why we There's... need to vote. Not that. Yeah. That's like the presidential election is not the only thing. It's not even the only voting that counts. Like there are no. so, so many other areas of government that we can like in effect change. Um, mm-hmm. But this is definitely uh, the big it's one. It's a big one. Yeah. And it sets a tone for the country. Yeah. You know. And I feel it, it like. It gives people permission to yeah. do things that maybe they weren't doing or doing more in their head or in private. Right. I don't think we've talked about this, but, like, it's obviously, like, there's there's a lot, you know, to be said. But I think, like, the way that I think about it is, like, even if, you know, I, I don't want to vote for Biden, like, you know, mm-hmm. sucks. And even if you think like Biden and Kamala like aren't like the most amazing candidates, it's like they are. I believe that they are movable, um, mm-hmm. and Trump is not. So yeah. like, it doesn't really matter <laughs> if they're not perfect. Like, I think they are. They are like movable, and like once we get them into office, then we can demand accountability. Mm-hmm. Like then we can like be on them and like be involved and like you know hold them accountable to like make changes <clears throat> yeah and there's a possibility of that happening with trump in the white house there's no possibility of that happening zero possibility of that happening so there's really no choice you have to vote for biden um if you can vote in the u.s like you just have to <laughs> like mm-hmm. um if you don't you're voting for a trump and and um it's gonna make so many things so much worse and the people most affected are gonna be marginalized people um because yeah. they're, you know, they're the ones at risk. Uh, and, and a lot of those people won't survive another four years of, of him. Yeah. Like, literally won't survive. Yeah. Literally will die. It's like life and death. Yep. Um, yeah, it's that, it's the whole thing, like, I think what you're saying, and to be explicit about it, do not vote third party. No. Don't vote for the Green Party. There is no point in that. And anyone who has an argument with me, like... I I can't even be bothered to talk to you because mm-hmm. <laughs> a vote for a third party is a vote for Trump. Yeah. We know, like, based on statistics, that the more people who vote, the Democrats will win. That's just how it works, yeah. like, based on all past history. If more people vote, Democrats win. Mm-hmm. And if you have people voting for third party, it's going to do absolutely nothing. This is not a year where you can just throw away your vote like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like... If that's something that you think about, like, oh, well, it's horrible that we just have this two-party system, like, that's great. This isn't the time to change that. The time to change that is between elections. So if this is something you care about, after the election, go to work. Like, get involved. Figure out, figure out, you know, what is the work that needs to be done to change the system so it's not just two parties. But Mm -hmm. this isn't the time to do it. Like, this isn't going to make any change. This is just going to fuck up. This is just going to make things worse. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I 100% agree about that. Um, And and literally, you're choosing between, like, a fascist regime and, like, 
two people that aren't where you want them to be, but like you said, Lucia, are probably movable, Mm -hmm. listen to science, Mm -hmm. take on board other people's opinions, Mm -hmm. um, don't have everyone in office that is their same name. They actually pick experts in the field. Yeah. You know, like, these are just some basic, like, they follow a democracy. And honestly, that's, you're voting for democracy. We're either about to go into, like, a fascist regime where, like, already the freaking post office Mm-hmm. is so slow it's actually so slow that personally i wasn't able to get my vote in for the primaries because the post really? did not arrive my dad sent me my primary voting thing uh-huh. weeks in advance and it arrived like a week ago oh my God. and it was so frustrating um so like we're already seeing it and i personally saw that the mail did not arrive like mail does not take that long <laughs> to go it does not take weeks um so like and versus democracy like if you it's a vote for biden and harris and additionally a vote for biden and harris is a vote for a supreme court judge that is fair and just and more democratic than whoever trump is going to pick because we've got uh rbg who's on the brink of potentially death Mm -hmm. and Trump is going to be able to pick the person that replaces her if he's in office. And mm-hmm. then that means all these big Supreme Court decisions, the ones that gave us like gay marriage, is going to be voted on by someone Trump picked. And he's already put someone in the Supreme Court position who raped uh, people before. So that's the sort of, mm-hmm. that's the level we're looking at. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it is of the utmost importance. Um, so that being said, I want everyone to go to vote.org. I mean, mail-in voting is going to be a huge thing this year. But in order to make that happen, you need to do it now. Um, I already have my, like, thing that I have to mail out in order to get my ballot mailed back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have to mail that out. But if you go to vote vote, vote.org... You can do things like check your registration, register to vote, vote by mail, um, pledge to register, get election reminders, find your polling place, all this um, stuff. And a key one is to both register to vote, but also get your vote by mail early. So what you do is you fill out an absentee ballot. So absentee ballot and mail-in vote, same thing, just different language. And they're actually like using the language in a political way to stop people from voting via the mail. Mm -hmm. So you fill out this form. It takes literally two minutes. You just put your address, your name, like where you're going to be, where you want your ballot to get delivered. Um, Mm -hmm. And it'll have you print out a sheet that you have to then mail in or walk into wherever your like towns or cities, um, like voting department is it'll tell you um and then eventually you'll get mailed back a ballot that will have like the presidential election along with whatever other elections are happening in your area Mm -hmm. um and it's very simple but like do it now yeah (laughs) like like right now pause the podcast and do it now yeah like be prepared for this voting situation to be an absolute nightmare it yeah it's going to be um yeah i'm really scared about it 
Yeah, so. it's it's terrifying because Trump is going to do everything, everything possible to stay in office, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like illegal. You know, any any everything he can do, he will yeah. do. So we have to we have to be, you know, ahead of ahead of the game. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, I wanted to say that, and then the last thing I wanted to say was to acknowledge the passing of Chadwick Boseman or Bosman, um, who was uh, the actor who played Black Panther. He played Jackie Robinson. Um, he's had a, a ton of huge roles, mm-hmm. um, especially in the past um, couple of years. And he passed away from colon cancer. And I think this was just such a sad thing because he had such a wonderful impact on um, like the film industry. And I think black people, from what I've seen on mm-hmm. Twitter, especially like black kids being able to look up to a superhero. Um, and I don't know, it, it definitely hit me. Um, and it was, it was, it was really sad. Yeah. Um, really, really sad. I saw a video on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, it was Jimmy Fallon where, um, they had fans come into this like booth. Um, and there was a picture, uh, of Chadwick and they were like talking to the picture and like telling him like what he meant to them and he was like behind the screen and then he would like come out and surprise them Mm -hmm. um it was really really sweet um yeah and sad yeah so i definitely go watch black panther i think tonight they're airing it without commercials on abc family or something or whatever abc is now these days i don't know what it is um but yeah that was very devastating yeah um do you have a recommendation this week lucia well i feel like um i've just been obsessed with uh wap um i feel like everyone knows (laughs) about it so it feels silly to recommend it um Uh but i like can't get enough i love it so much um so i guess that's my recommendation if you're like if somehow you haven't heard it (laughs) which is Uh kind of like hard to imagine you should definitely listen to it it's pretty great um so yeah i'll leave that as my recommendation it is a very fun song it's so fun music video Mm -hmm. um my recommendation this week will be to listen to Katy perry's new album smile um i haven't listened enough to know all my favorites but she had released like four or five of the songs already so i know like daisies and smile and harley's in hawaii i didn't Um, even know she had a new album out yeah, it just came out on Friday. Oh, wow. Like, two days ago. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So, go check it out if you are a Katy Perry fan or if you just like pop music. Um, let us know your thoughts on today's episode. It actually was longer than I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> We've been recording for an hour and a half. I'm always like, let's do a short episode. And then yeah. we just really get chatty. Um, <laughs> I mean, we haven't talked in a while, so it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, did you guys go through the 1D um, website, the 10-year anniversary thing? Let us know if you found anything really exciting or interesting. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to episode 235 of Talk Direction. You can follow us on Twitter at Talk Direction, Talk underscore Direction, at Talk underscore Direction. My goodness, I haven't done this in a while. 
<laughs> you can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Go to our Instagram, which is just talk direction, and you can follow us individually on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Caitlin I R Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C A I T L I N. And Lucia, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O, spelled L U C C I A O H. And then make sure to go check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash talk direction for tons of bonus content today on our mini episode of Talk Direction called Talk Direction Down Low. We're going to be talking about Harry Styles and Megan Thee Stallion, Harry Styles and Brad Pitt, and Harry Styles and the Boston Radio. (laughs) (laughs) So go check that out. We love all our supporters over there. You guys are amazing. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and leave us a review to help more people discover the show. You can also listen on SoundCloud, and there's an app for that. Plus, I believe we're on all other podcasting platforms. Everything except Spotify. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 236. Bye. Bye.